Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! So 211 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gordon. How's it going, man? Steve, it's terrifying. What's that? It's terrifying. Last night, my cat, my murder cat, brought in an animal, and it was so large, I could not figure out whether or not I was looking at a rat or something else. It was the it was the biggest dang rat that I have ever seen, and the cat brought it in. It was like... It, when I once I once I acquired said rat from the cat's offering, it was like holding one of those really big burritos that you're going to share with a friend. Jeez. I mean, like two hands full of rat with it leaking out on either side of either hand. So a burrato, if you will. It was. It was like a burrato. Yes. It was. It was the most horrifying thing. Uh, my brain had to do this like go through the mental catalog of mammals of North America. Like, well, is it a possum? No. Is it a moose? No. Yeah, finally, ended up, no, that, that is a rat. That is a gigantic freaking rat. 
and my cat killed it and brought it in. You must be so proud. I'm proud and terrified because that means there's probably other ones out there like this. It might have been a were-rat. I don't know. Why is everything with you a freaking nature show, man? It's a horror show is what it is. You're like the Richard Attenborough of <laughs> California rodentry. Rodentry, sure. Yeah, I guess that I am. My, or, or is my cat, is he like the 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 croc wrestler of the know. northern he's hemisphere? The one, he's never the one who's telling me a story about the dead rats. It's always you. Yeah, I suppose that's true. He doesn't, you know what? He lets the rats do the speaking for him. He just drops that corpse down on the floor and looks up at you like, no comment needed. Take care of this. <laughs> okay, I guess that's right. Yeah. And we could have him on the show later if you want. <laughs> Would that be the comedy or horror segment? I think both. You know why I ask about comedy and horror, Gordon? Why do you ask about comedy horror? Because we're going to have a film festival April 22nd. The Comedy of Horrors Film Festival, by name. And uh, tonight's an exciting night, Gordon. Yeah, you sound super excited, Steve. We are going to announce all of the films that we will be showing April 22nd at the Sif Egyptian Theater in Seattle during the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. And uh, that's pretty darn great. That is great. Yeah. Are tickets still so. available for this thing they or is are. it sold out? Yes, yet? you can get it through our Square site. So uh, click on the link at the Bone Bat page. Go right there, buy tickets. Tickets are 40 bucks right now, but they go up to $45 on uh, April 1st. So you want to get in while the getting's good. This is the cheapest tickets you're going to get from now until the event. Uh, additionally, what do you get for that? What do you get for that, Steve? $40, Gord, American. It you get 11 hours of top quality entertainment. We've got 41 shorts from around the world. Comedy, horror, or a mix of the two. And it, even some we couldn't even categorize. We've got, we, we, is it comedy? Is it horror? We just put WTF. Yeah, we didn't even know. It's, Someone's it's, brain leaked out their ear. It's not for us ear. to decide. Maybe it's for you to decide when you vote for your favorite film. Additionally, we've got one feature this year. Uh, we decided to do something a little different. Eh, not super different. We've done this before. But, I was going to uh, say. Pile together some longer than strictly comfortable shorts into a block, making it feature size. Mm -hmm. It's like it the, size. It's like the human caterpillar of films, Gordon. <laughs> you know, Which is I was weird with the human caterpillar being a film in and of itself. Yeah, it's like once again circling back on itself. <laughs> it's like an aerobarose of <laughs> cinema. <what? laughs> is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. No, uh, you additionally, the Delstroyers, Seattle Surf Sensations. We'll be doing a live music set during the festival. We're going to have a prize giveaway. If you come in, you get a raffle ticket. We always have a ton of prizes from our awesome sponsors, which you could feasibly walk away from the theater with. And uh, lots more. It's going to be a fucking blast. Even if you don't win a prize, these swag bags, they're a prize in themselves. That's true. Yeah, you get a free swag bag just for coming. Pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's going to have stuff in it, program, mm -hmm. some swag, probably Other swag. some chocolate. Some chocolate from some... Dolcetta Artisan Sweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our favorite chocolatier. We can definitely uh, hook you guys up, so please join us April 22nd. 
get your tickets now. We'll be back to talk about the films themselves in a little bit. But first... Yeah. The Delstroyers doing their own version of the Human Centipede Live. Oh, no. <laughs> There's three of them. <laughs> they, they work it hard. But first, before any of that stuff, uh, Gord, what pisses mm. you off, man? Steve, you know what pisses me off? I don't. That's why I asked. Okay. It, it often happens because of you. It's not your fault, and I'm not in any way blaming you. I'm just saying First it's your I've fault, and I'm blaming before. you. <laughs> it's, it's chewing food with my earbuds in, because oftentimes I talk to you around lunchtime, and then I go to eat something, and if I'm not at home, I'm afraid I'm going to walk away from my earbuds. I don't want to just put them down somewhere for me to walk away from them or knock them onto the ground and step on them. So I leave them in. But then when I'm eating, I can hear every chomp and squish and lick. It's just a wet, nasty mess that I'm listening to in my head because my earbuds are in. And every time it happens, I get pissed off because I forgot to bring my earbud case to stick them back into. That pisses me off, Steve. And it's kind of gross. Yeah, that's horrible. What about you, Steve? What pisses you, you know, off? Speaking of wet, disgusting messes, I've been mm-hmm. having trouble with liquids lately. <laughs> I've heard that about you. So the other night, I'm making dinner, as I'm uh-huh. wont to do, making yeah. some curry. And we had this, uh, this jar of uh, coconut milk. We'd had like a large jar, and I had used some of it, and I put it in a mason jar, and I put it in the fridge, and it had kind of thickened and coagulated, so I needed to somehow get it into a form where I could put it in the curry, so I microwaved it for like a minute to soften it up and get it back into a liquid form, and I set it on the cutting board, and so I'm doing choppity-chop, slicey-slice, put throw stuff in the bowl, and of course, I elbow over the jar of coconut milk spilling that it is all down the front of the oven and the cutting board <laughs> and everywhere. Like a cup and a half of cup, like just a bunch. Did it get into the drawers of your kitchen yes, cabinet? Yes, of course oh. it did. And so, you, of course, you're, you're trying to wipe it up, but it's viscous. It's not like wiping up water. And so it's stuck to everything. It's stuck to me. I'm stuck to the floor. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's it was, the jism of the coconut It was family. fucking horrible. So I finally get it cleaned up. We had dinner. A couple nights later, you know, I come home from work. Julie's still working late. Hey, sweetie, can I make you a cocktail? Yeah, that sounds great. So I go into the kitchen. I get out the cocktail shaker. I grab a couple of bottles of liquor. I pour a little of this, a little of that into the cocktail shaker. Add some ice. I'm shaking it up. And just have it ready to pour, and the bottom falls off of the shaker onto the floor in the exact same spot <laughs> where I spilled the coconut milk. So I lost Did it dissolve the, two the cocktails, so upwards of five ounces of liquid onto the counter, onto the floor. Absolute fucking mess. It's terrible. So then, if that isn't bad enough, today, it's bad enough. for my work, I was helping set up a trade show. And uh, we went out to get some coffee beforehand because our shipment was delayed. So I go in and I get some coffee. I'd already had a huge coffee on the way to Seattle. So I was all pretty good, and I just wanted to save a little coffee for while we were working on the show floor. So I put it into my coffee cup, and I seal it, and I put it into my bag. And so I get up there. I set it down. I finally go into my bag, and it spilled all over the inside of my travel bag. 
What kind of a coffee cup are you putting inside a bag? Steve? It was sealed. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So yeah, liquids. I hate liquids, man. And it's liquids been an absolute hate you. Liquid tragedy. A liquid G, if you will. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that really pisses me off, man. It's been the worst. Just the worst. Yeah, you should stop all liquids. Probably Just go raining, on a full solid you know? diet. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Why don't we listen to a tune? All right, let's listen to a do song, Do we have a Steve. band this week? We do. Shit, we were listening to some music uh, to start off the show, weren't we? Yeah, Why we were. You? I think we listened to Infectious Agent by the band Cloud Cedar from their Sea of Alexander Van Humboldt LP. Came out in 2021. What is this tune here? We uh, and this tune. With, did you say we opened with Infectious Agent? Did you say that? I did. I said we opened with that. And then I'm looking at the show notes and it says tune one. But that that's bullshit because we've already listened to a song. I mean, would this not be tune two? Well, there's an opening tune and then there's the next tune. But is this yeah, like how there's no 13th floor on the elevator? It kind I don't of even... like that. Yeah, I, okay. Did you just now start reading the show notes? This has been <laughs> going on for 211 pieces of paper. So I, yes. I'm glad that you took this opportunity to really take a good hard look at how I count the songs on these shows. It kind of makes me wonder what else is hidden in these right? notes, as you yeah, call them. That's right. Yeah. As I call them. Because like, I've invented the idea of podcast show notes. I think you did. I mean, I've never seen anyone else's podcast show notes. That's a good point. Only from you. This song, Tune X is uh, Laughing Gas by the aforementioned Cloud Cedar from the aforementioned Sea of Alexander Vaughn Humboldt LP. Check it out. Laugh along.
right, we are back once again. That was Laughing Gas by Cloud Cedar from the 2021 Sea of Alexander Von Humboldt album. That's your favorite tune from that album, is that what you said? <laughs> that it is. Yes, Steve. This is a this is a CD that has been in my collection since it came out, largely in part because members of the band I do occasionally hang out with, and I like what they do. Are we going to talk about Cloud Cedar Yeah, let's now? talk about Cloud Cedar. Right. Now, we've featured them a little bit on the show before, right? I, I think we did. Didn't we do them on like a Radio Bone Bat episode? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, this is the uh, the first episode where we're going to do all Cloud Cedar, all episode long. Right on. It, it's a band that's made up of former members of Thin White Rope and Acme Rocket Quartet. You've got Roger Kunkel on the guitar. Steve Edberg on drums and soundtracks, and Dave Thompson on the bass and the virtual Moog. These guys are a Davis, California band, and this album was recorded, mixed, and edited in a home studio. And as you listen to it, you see, you hear, it's basically this uh, this guitar-driven, instrumental, bound sound, soundscape, pseudo-modern jazz. I don't know what to call it, but it's it's really cool music for listening to especially when you need to do some creative work and you want you want your brain to be tickled but not to the point where it's laughing so hard that it can't breathe and that's uh that's what i use this music for the weird thing about this band though is even though i often see the guys in the band in fact i was literally with the bass player last night every time i bring up this album or want to talk to him about it they're all like, what? Yeah, no, pfft, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of self-promotion, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've talked to uh, Roger Kunkel at, at length about his work with Thin White Rope and touring through the Soviet Union back when there was a Soviet Union and, and all this cool shit. And I talk to these guys about music all the time. But when I want to talk to him about Cloud Seeder, it's almost like it's freaking Voldemort. I don't even know if they know I'm putting this album on this podcast tonight, but uh, but maybe I am. It's, and they maybe could, it's they like Fight Club. It's it. like the the first rule of Cloud Seeder. <laughs> you don't talk about Cloud Seeder. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but uh, check it out. I mean, and. If you're if you're into what these guys are doing, you know Roger Kunkel is a is a working touring guitar player right now. As we're recording this episode tonight, he's touring with uh, uh, another band, Nakatani, Freelick, Kunkel, and Odom. He's playing in Narlins while we are recording here in the West. Wow, that's pretty well, great. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So check it out, Cloud Cedar. If you like their stuff, go to cloudcedar.net. And suck it down. Right on. There'll be a lot more tunes uh, as the episode continues. Thanks, Cloud Cedar. Thanks, Cloud Cedar. So, dude, I think it's yeah. time to talk a little bit about the film festival, what we're cooking up. All right, let's do it. We are thrilled to present the official selections for the 2023 Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. Yeah. Kicking off this year's film festivities with a uh, film now. I had totally forgot about this until we were entering all of the stuff into the spreadsheet. But we've actually shown two films from Something's Awry before, Gord. 
uh, Gift of the Woods, and Mary and Marcia in the Manor of Madness back in 2018. So it is uh, wholly appropriate that we would have a brand new animated short from them called Unlucky Charms in this year's festival. Right on. I, I didn't even know that. That's so cool. We also have a film called Dead Language, which uh, you're going to love it. It's from Erica Stockwell Alpert, and it's it's wonderful. It made me laugh. It made Steve laugh. It's in. Both those films are from the USA. Uh, in addition to our next short, Tradition from Sabrina Eris. I found this one to be completely disturbing, and I loved it. <laughs> and our USA run continues as we announce these things. From the Pacific Northwest, we have The Fingernail Taker from Tommy Heffernan. Truly an original, freaky character in that one. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a concept I had not seen before, and I thought it was pretty great. Uh, next up, another returning veteran from the Thousand Bone Bat Wars, uh, Brian Lenano. You know him from Crowhand, you know him from Gwilliam, and you will soon know him from Content, The Lo-Fi Man. Also from the United States of America. That's right. And directed by Jared Januska. They see you. Oh, that's a they creepy do. one. They see you. And you're going to see them when you see this short. Next up, we've got The Internet Remains Undefeated from the UK and director Robbie Gibbon. Well, UK slash Oregon? It's a combo. It's got people from a lot of places, I guess, in it. <laughs> and they're all wet. But uh, one of the cool things about it is it stars uh, Adam Burnett from last year's Viewer's Choice Award winner, My Great Funeral Movie. And from another wet place, the Pacific Northwest, we're showing the murder hornet of Bayview Cemetery. That's a film directed by Ian H. Landon from Look Landon from Digital headlines, Media. Gord. Murder <laughs> hornets are out there. They are. I haven't really seen murder hornets in the headlines lately, though. I think they they go south the wintertime. <laughs> they must. I bet that's it. All right, next up from uh, one of our favorite directors, uh, Ben Malaby, and uh, one of his partners in crime, Toby Williams, the short hack from the UK. And then Tim Delaney directs The Night Nurse, a truly chilling film. USA. USA. That's right, and uh, following that, The Woodsman, directed by Kyle Kukta from the U.S. Uh, just an incredible acting performance in this one. You will not want to miss it. That was put together by uh, OTC <laughs> Industries, Gord, who uh, is also known for the Outside the Cinema podcast. Hey, cool. From the United States of America, we are going to show you a film which I absolutely loved, the Mages of Rage and Desecration in the House of Mimicry, directed by Jason Sheedy. You're going to love it. This film rocks so hard. It's great. Now, that director, Jason Sheedy, we had his short Disembodies in the festival last year, which was a fave of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will recognize an actor from that very same film in this film. That's right. Uh, next up, we have The Temple, an animated epic from director Elaine Fournier and Doc Films from Canada. It's a wonderful Lovecraft adaptation in a way I have not seen before, and I think you're going to dig it. And from director Henrik Schefte, 
from Norway, we're showing you the Sons of Lilith. This is a terrifying bit of film from Rocket Films. And from the Pacific Northwest and Monstrous Femme Films, director Hannah Mae Cummings' incredible film, Baby Fever. This film made me feel a lot of things. It made me uncomfortable. (laughs) It made me grossed out. It made me want to see more of it. It's a long one. and uh, Uncomfortably long. You're going to love it. Yeah. It finishes hard. It does. It goes hard in the paint, (laughs) as they say in basketball. That's what they say. (laughs) Damn. Director Jesse James Hennessy from the Pacific Northwest brings us his fine, fine, soon-to-be award-winning film, and I'm thinking probably Nobel Peace Prize. That's the award. (laughs) Jack Shit (laughs) from JJH Productions. From director uh, Christopher Poole from Maryland in the USA, we've got a horrific tale of a home security system gone wrong called Aria. And from the Pacific Northwest, you want to watch this film? Nah. No, that's the name of the film. Nah. <laughs> that's <laughs> gnaw, To chew upon. That kind of gnaw. <laughs> right. Another one that made me super uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. There's going to be some cringing in seats on that one. Yeah, Rosalie Yagahara from Canada directed that, um, and you'll want to write her a sternly worded letter (laughs) afterwards, I think. (laughs) Write Sumatra Media the letter. It'll get to her. Next up, from uh, Max R. Lincoln and significant other films from the UK, we have Bag for Life. Delightful. Absolutely delightful. Dawson Taylor from the United States of America brings us the film other kin this movie scared me i legit got scared watching this film then that's saying something because i don't i see a lot of these films i don't scare easy these days that's uh that's something to watch next up from director sam chow and ghost train productions the uh animated tale of vrdlk family of vertilac i had so much fun with this film cannot wait to share it with the Bone Bad audience. And Corey Byam from the United States shows us our language is chaos. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Well, maybe not our language, Stephen Gord, but then again, maybe it is. Ellipsis Entertainment is uh, the house that that one comes out of. It's one of the few films that my wife was able to watch and uh, appreciate. She didn't run screaming from the room. Instead, She laughed her head off. But because we don't keep the tone in one place at all times, the next one is While Mortals Sleep, Cosmic Horror with a capital Cosmic from director Alec Fofanoff and Video Horse, USA. Brian Oatning from the United States and Kirk and Dirk will show you Prom Car 91. So oh, man, I remember fun. the prom in 91. Oh, 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 I was way too old to be around those teenagers. Yeah, you shouldn't have been going to the prom. Yeah, I don't know. That's It's probably good. That probably should that. have cut that off about 86. I don't know. Restraining order. Uh, next, short and to the point from Hugo Docking of the UK and A Spare Flesh Productions, gagging for it. Mm-hmm. And Olivier 
La Bonté, Le Monnier, I sincerely hope I pronounced that correctly, directed a film that freaked me out. Nude. That Canadian director with Ugo Media and Traveling Distribution really freaked me out with this film, and I, I hope you are equally freaked. I mean, you know, Gord's the type of guy who takes a shower dressed, so... Nudity, I'm a never nude. Nudity bothers him, and uh, this film made him totally uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, next film we have from Memory Wedge Productions and director Tony Reams from the USA. If you've ever been stood up by a cable guy appointment, this film's for you, Lethologica. And Ben Highland from the UK and Fired Up Productions brings us bleep. That's right, I said it. Bleep. You are going to recognize some of the actors in this movie, and you're going to love it. So if you think that we are huge fans of Paul F. Taylor and Toby Williams from the short Milk a few years ago, you're absolutely right. And this year, we get to see them twice in two different shorts from two different directors. How fucking cool is that? That's pretty cool. Love it. Next up. Also from the UK, a very disturbing film from director Alex Austin and Switchblade Cinema, Sucker. Not to be confused with I'm Going to Get You Sucker, which is a completely different movie. That's right. There's almost no shoes with aquariums in the heel in (laughs) Alex Austin's short. That we know of. (laughs) Jerry Pyle from the United States brings us (laughs) truly... Truly a wonderful movie. Talk about I mean, something completely different. Yeah, you have not seen this before, or if you have, we need to talk. The movie <laughs> Love Seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to show that movie. And another delicious slice of cosmic horror from directors Elliot and Ruben Vick and Outer Dark from the UK, The Microscope. From Everybody's favorite country, Spain. Ivan VML gives us La Nueva, which is the newcomer in English. I Slice is his outfit, and uh, dang, man, this movie is great. So much fun, yeah. Next up, we have from Daniel Del Purgatorio and Anthony R. Williams from USA, Dead X Gone, the film Bug Bites. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. What, what, just, what can you even say about that? Wow. I don't even know how to categorize that movie. I needed therapy after I saw that movie. <laughs> That's right. Next up from director Will Lee from the USA, Ringworms. This is a crazy journey that we're going to take you on. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of bugs, how about the film The Bug? By Jonathan Burnett of Headbanging Films in the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a, it's a great concept and very chilling. Liked it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, just a incredible bit of animation from director, writer, Desiree Witt from Canada, The Fall. And from alumni of the Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival, Chris McEnroy of Garth Manor in the United States. We're bringing you his latest, We Forgot About Zombies. How can you forget about the zombies? I don't know how one could, but I have a feeling if I see this film, I will then know. I bet you will. Next up, from Cool Adults, 
Directors Dan M. France and Andy Kroger. The film Superhost from the USA. And also from the United States and director Jeffrey Howe, we have the hilarious short film, Ta-da! From the Netherlands, director Ruin Hegelman will show you Gnomes. <laughs> the end. Oh my the God, Mad it's Scientists. So, so delightful. Start to finish, right through the credits. Yeah. Yes. And uh, finally, from director Michael Christensen and Incline Productions, The End of the Squirrel. But that's not all, Gord. We've Don't got wait. a feature. Don't answer yet. Don't we have a feature film, Steve? We have a feature. That's right. From the fine state of Oregon, which is firmly ensconced in the United States, last time I noticed. For now. As far as I know, it hasn't seceded yet into the greater, what is it? <laughs> What's it going to be called? Greater Western Idaho. Idahoia. Idaholia. <laughs> From Wounded Rat Productions. Our feature for this year, cocaine-snorting crabs from outer space. Now, I know you might be saying, Steve, you just showed a crab movie last year. What the actual fuck? You're What's right. What's up with you and the crabs, Steve? You're right, but you will be so amazed at what director Charles McGee did with about $42, a bucket of plastic crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and several lights. And more jokes than you can shake a stick at. The more joke, jokes than your dad. The joke ratio in this is like airplane-esque levels, and that was one of the things that endeared it to me. Yeah, truly. We've seen some very expensive films and then we've seen films like this that had a budget of literally tens of dollars. And we both enjoyed this film way more. I enjoyed this film way more than that fucking Ant-Man movie, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so, there you go. That's the lineup for the 2023 Bombat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Uh, of course, we also have... From Seattle, the Destroyers are going to be playing a set of live music. Super excited to work with those guys. That's going to be awesome. We're going to have all the prizes, all the cutting up from your host, Stephen Gord, that you would expect. And uh, we think it's going to be a good time. So, again, come to the BoneBat.com page. Click on the link and buy yourself a ticket now for April 22nd at Sif Egyptian Theater. Yeah, do it. Have you bought your ticket yet? Do it. <laughs> Should we listen to a tune? Yeah. Let's listen to a tune from Cloud Cedar, huh? Hit it. How about Head Charge from, once again, the Sea of Alexander Von Humboldt album? This young man has just taken street acid. It will take effect in approximately one hour. Even though this will not be a bad trip, experienced users question the goodness of any drug that turns one who takes part in life into a mere sightseer. I'm getting all kind of really nice things with the weed. It's kind of melting together. Melting together and then coming apart and vibrating. But it's all moving. That's what's incredible. I had a bummer in New York once. But it was even more of a bummer because it was out on the streets of New York. And I was lost for a while. And that was the bad part, being lost in New York all by myself. The circumstances were made it bad. 
that was really crazy. I mean, it was all right for a baby, but for a 20-year-old, it was crazy. I stopped dropping acid. I really got tired of crabs back here? Your face is crabs. Give them some of your beer. You give them a beer. I'm giving them something way stronger than beer. Detective Reese. Detective Reese, come in. Reese here. Alright, what do we got? Captain? Captain? You think crabs are pinching people to death? Well, what's it going to take for you to take this seriously? Get somebody to agree with you. Someone who knows what they're talking about. Alex Bailey, I'm Detective Charlie Reese, and I need your help. Wait, you want to know if a Dungeness crab can kill someone? That's what I'm aiming to find out. Is that alcohol? That's classified. Newsflash, these are not normal crabs. How in the hell did that stay unprocessed inside of that crab? What is it? Coke. Cocaine? You have absolutely got to be kidding me. Is that what I think it is? Evidently, these are space crabs. Hold the course, Miss Bailey. We've got some coke-snorting space crabs to wrangle. Oops. Oops, my ass. I'm not afraid of these things. They just look like a bunch of plastic toy crabs. Alright, once again, that was Head Charge from Cloud Cedar. Find their music once again at www.cloudcedar.net. And following that, we had the official trailer for Cocaine Snorting Crabs from Outer Space, which you can see for yourself at the 2023 Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. So, Gordon, right you, got any, you got any weird stuff this week? I do. Some weird, disturbing stuff. As longtime listeners to the show know, I have been trying to warn the people of this planet that the dangers of monkeys, monkeys are dangerous. We have been coddling the monkeys. We have to stop them before they get fired. <laughs> We're known arms. for our coddling of them. Monkey coddling is, <laughs> it's got to stop. Just got to stop. Listen, three hikers in South Africa sustained broken legs. Three what? human Hikers sustained broken legs following an attack by agitated baboons who rolled large boulders down on them. <sighs> Holy That's shit. That's right. 
The Western Cape-based Wilderness Search and Rescue reported that the hikers suffered broken legs. They called it a freak incident, not to be confused with a freak accident, because it was very much on purpose. Seven hikers had embarked on an abseiling expedition in the remote Banwak Mountains in Western Cape, and the excursion was going well until the second day when the adventurers stopped for lunch and noticed a troop of Cape baboons on a cliff above them. The simians, which are some of the world's biggest monkeys, weighing up to 80 pounds and measuring four feet long, that's bigger than a corgi, they appeared agitated and curious about the humans below. So what did they do? They started throwing freaking giant rocks at the hikers. Good Lord. Yes. One massive stone exploded on impact, sending shards of razor-sharp rock flying into the hikers like shrapnel, breaking three of their legs and leaving another with a flesh wound. Meanwhile, the fifth hiker was nearly knocked over a ledge by a stone, but was halted mid-fall by his safety harness. That is why I always wear a safety harness anytime I may encounter Kate baboons, Steve. Good Lord. I just never take it off. Yes. These guys are just minding their own business, hiking along, thinking about abseiling, which I don't actually know what that is, but I think it involves a rope. (laughs) And they're attacked by a bunch of baboons. They had to airlift these poor guys out of there and try to put their legs back together. Let this be a lesson, people. The monkeys are not our friends. The monkeys are not on our side. I'm all for conservation, but not when it comes to these primates. It's us or them. And that is my weird stuff. But, I mean, are you playing with fire to be hiking on the mountain just below the rock baboon nest? <laughs> well, they I mean, say... Isn't that it, just where there are signs next to the trails? <laughs> Caution, <laughs> rock baboons. No, in fact, it was the first time that baboons had been spotted in this area, believe it or not. The, uh, okay. People have been hiking there before. No monkey rock problem. Wow. Suddenly the monkeys realized where the humans were. They laid in wait and they accosted them with stones. I'm pretty sure one of them did just went, bum, 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 <laughs> afterwards. I thought you were going, rock baboon. <laughs> I would have if I would have thought of it. Oh, okay. Wow. That's, that's amazing and terrifying and I'm not going hiking there. No. That seals the deal. Yeah. I'm right there not hiking with you, Yeah, I have Steve. weak ankles. It, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> no. You get a get rock crap through your weak ankle. You whole boulder. You could, it would take me out with the pebble. And I don't know how to abseil. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that word right. Is that like belaying? When you I think you need to belay if you're going to abseil. Your ice ass? Ice axe? Your ice ass? No, abseiling, you have to have really strong abs. That's Oh, okay. All right, uh, why don't we listen to another tune? Acids and bases, Steve. Acids and bases by Cloud Cedar.
All right, we're back once again. Acids and bases from Cloud Cedar from Sea of Alexander de Humboldt 2021. I hope Alexander you Von Humboldt. So, multimedia triage, Gord, you've been digging anything this week? Let me tell you, it's been literally years since we recorded a podcast. Oh my God, so right? There's been a few things. It's a little embarrassing, frankly. Yeah. We should have recorded something before now. I we wasn't should have recorded anything, but several something. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to try to pare it down to to just a few things. Almost all of them having to do with animals. Cocaine Bear, right? Yes. Right? Oh my God! What a fun movie. I had a great time with that film, and you know, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, and mm-hmm. I was delighted by that. Exactly. The, yeah. You know, the, we were watching the Super Bowl with a bunch of friends, and the commercial for Cocaine Bear came on. I'm like, I am all about seeing this movie. Who's with me? I hold my hand up. Nothing. Isn't like, it weird? Like, nobody wanted to see Cocaine Bear. I had I the was, same kind of experience. I'd I mean, be like, hey, Cocaine Bear, right? And, and people look at me blankly like, what? <laughs> what? Why? Why would you? Like, why? Come yeah. on, guys. Guys. <laughs> It's a bear, and there's and it does, and it's yeah. I I thought it was super fun. I thought it was the the script was better than it had to be, Mm -hmm. which was great and uh, totally enjoyable. Plus, Ray Liotta in his final film. Yes, and you see this movie with a crowd, and people all yell at the same time. It's a great movie to see with other humans in a theater. I actually saw it at the Sif Egyptian. I was doing a little test drive for the comedy horrors. Making sure that the uh, wheels on the theater were fully inflated, and uh, it was fantastic. Oh, good. Great I hear experience. the wheels on the theater go round and round. The place has great popcorn. <laughs> okay. By the way, did I mention that in the enormous packages, you'll all get one voucher for a small popcorn? Did I mention that? Shut the front door. It's true. Oh, my God. It's true. Every enormous package, free popcorn. Not just chocolate, free popcorn. That's how we roll at the Comedy of Horrors. We're givers. We're givers. Right on. So, All right. Uh, Cocaine Bear, delightful. What else did Cocaine we Cocaine Bear. And then, and then I saw Ant-Man, <laughs> which was just a soulless green screen jerk off. I think it might have been, the script might have been written by an AI before they even released it to the public. It was, it was utterly forgettable and, and snooze inducing. It totally. wasn't actively terrible. It just wasn't any good. I totally disagree with you. After seeing the last two Marvel films, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, Super and fun. Wakanda Forever, Super didn't like, see it. I thought both kind of sucked. I just didn't enjoy either experience. And uh, I thought Ant Man Quantum Mania Ding Dong was a <laughs> lot of fun. You know, I thought that Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas were great. Uh, I thought that uh, it had a lot of fun stuff in it. I thought uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang was an incredible villain. He did a great job. And Paul Rudd is totally likable. He's a fun guy to watch on the screen. So I, you know, ate some popcorn, had a good time with it. Uh, it didn't change my life. I probably won't, wouldn't go see it again, but I was totally glad I went and saw it uh, once with my kid. It was great. Mm, yeah, this is my incredulous time. face. Weird. Knowing knowing what I know about you now, I'm not sure I should have a film festival with you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I saw two very straightforward movies. 
I saw 65 with Adam Driver, and I saw Plane with Gerard Butler. Both of these were action movies. Both of these starred an actor that I am really neutral about. I don't like, I don't dislike, whatever. They're a human, they have legs, and they're in front of a camera. The plot of 65 is there's a guy, he crashes his spaceship on a planet covered in dinosaurs, and he has to get somewhere else on the planet and get through the dinosaurs. Plane. So, so everybody guy, tells me 65 is basically prospect with dinosaurs. Not only that, it came from Braun, the same production company as Prospect. I fully disagree. So like they took they took a Prospect. bunch of money and uh-huh. Prospect which had no budget. Yeah. And threw money to get digital dinosaurs at mm-hmm. Prospect to make 65. So you're saying this is not true. This is a goddamn lie. An absolute goddamn lie. Look, I saw Prospect. It had a dialogue be a plot. 65 does not have hardly any dialogue, nor does it have much of a plot. It is about a guy racing through a dinosaur-infested danger zone, and it is super, super fun. Great dinosaurs, great action, start to finish. It's just a lot of fun. If you want to see something else, go see something else. If you just want to see a a guy trying to get get to the Get to the chopper through dinosaurs. Fucking C sixty five. It rocked. Plane okay. with Gerard Butler. Same idea, except instead of a spaceship, it's a plane with passengers, and they crash. And then he's got to get through perilous rebel-held territory. And Plane was fun. It was a very straightforward action movie with no twists or anything. And it was extra fun because uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Let me try again. But I think it would be extra fun for people who have no idea how an airplane works or what air travel is like. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, guys. Yeah. What are the actual fuck? It's a guard review. (laughs) (laughs) You've got this plane captain whose job is to fly the airplane, right? And every time the plane starts getting into some severe turbulence or, or things start going on, the guy in buckles his seatbelt walks into the back of the plane like, "Hey, how's everybody doing back here? Y'all doing okay? What's going on, dude? You've got you've got people for this. They need you to fly the plane. But apparently, the pilot is completely unaware that that is his primary function on a plane that's going to crash. Holy shit! Still, <laughs> kind of a fun, dumb as shit movie. But sixty five was a lot better. So, uh, Mike Coulter, Luke Cage is in plane. Uh, how is he in that? He's great. Yeah, he's he's way better than dumbass Gerard Butler, that's for sure. <laughs> I love that guy. He was also, we've been uh, checking out this series called Evil on Paramount+, Plus, mm-hmm. which is kind of this disturbing, it sort of starts out as like this kind of funny, scary monster of the week type of thing. Mike Coulter plays a priest in training for the Catholic Church, and he works with a skeptic and like a science person in order to solve fake, you know, miracles and things like that. And, so he's kind of an anti-skeptic? Yeah, and, <laughs> and shit gets super weird. And uh, he's great in that, so uh, to see him in, uh, you know, a feature, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he just plays the, the very quiet, tough guy, not a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. Fucks people up. Yeah, right he's on. cool. 
And then uh, you turned me on to a – did we talk about Harley Quinn last time? I don't think we did. No, we haven't. We haven't done okay. a podcast in like a million years. <laughs> like a million years, yeah. And finally, a series you turned there me on to. There were dinosaurs, as you like to say. <laughs> I, I don't do. know why you keep fucking saying it like the cartoon in Jurassic Park, but – for some reason, that's the way you say dinosaur. It's the weirdest thing to me. It's anyway, pronounced as... Jurassic Power. <laughs> Please proceed. <laughs> Howerly Quinn is a series that you turned me on to. It's, it's an animated <laughs> series, HBO. There's two seasons of it, plus a one-off Valentine's special, which I was aware of, but I didn't give a shit about. I thought it was for kids. Spoiler alert, not for kids. It's filthy. <laughs> Absolutely filthy, right. violent, and hilarious, and maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen, like laughing pretzels out my nose, is when uh, Wonder Woman's invisible jet encounters some birds. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so check that out. And then finally, believe it or not, Steve, I can read. You What? Yeah, I read a book. I read a book by Jeremy P. Bushnell called The Insides. It was a cool-ass story. This thing came at me out of nowhere. The setup is there's a, a woman who is a butcher, and she spends her days butchering meat for a restaurant that's got a very meat-centric menu. And she works with a guy who has a very mysterious blade when he's butchering this this blade is quite probably magic and then on the other side you've got people that are hunting hunting for this blade and they've got their own kind of magic they've got a finder a person who can find freaking anything and it is just a really cool story really well told anything like pre-sliced bacon so you wouldn't need the knife I, you know, I'm going to write, I'm going to tweet the author right now. Oh, wait, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. What about you, Steve? What have you been uh, watching? Only a couple more things. Uh, went and saw Creed 3 with my son and the family. That was, you know, it's another Rocky movie with a lot of punching. And oh, I thought it was that, that freaking totally uh, rock band. Uh, and then uh, Scream 6 we went and saw. On Sunday, we were just kind of, it was raining too much to go for a walk. And, oh, what do you want to do? Hey, let's go to the to the movies and see. We'll see Scream 6. Why not? But the interesting thing is the uh, the Cinemark theaters now have the D-Box seats. Have you seen a film in the D-Box seats, Gord? I'm not sure what the D-Box is, but it sounds okay. nasty. So you know you know the rumble pack on your Xbox controller? <laughs> Oh, so it's like when I put that in my pants and then That's watch it. That's right. Eat. So what if okay. you sat in a chair that was chock full of rumble pack? What if you sat in a rumble pack? Exactly. Okay. And so, you know, you're sitting there and somebody gets, when somebody's getting stabbed, the whole chair goes like thump, 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 thump. I don't and think so I want that of, at all. It was sort of entertaining, but there was one point where a person gets thrown through like a plate glass window. And I swear to God, the chair almost put me into the row in front of me. It was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chick, chick, chick. I had to, like, put down the setting on it. <laughs> it almost threw me onto the floor. It was insane. So I don't know that I necessarily recommend the D-Box seats. Maybe, like, if you were seeing Maverick or something, where it was like a plane movie. But, but a horror film is just too jerky 
for the D-Box seats to be super effective, I think. Because huh. it was just kind of brutalizing you. And at the end, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Scream 6 does have a fun post-credit scene. So if you go see it, uh, stay for the post-credits scene. Was it better than Scream 5? Uh... No, I don't know. Okay, because I'm I not was... a huge scream guy to begin with. To me, it's just sort of popcorn fodder. It's fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I mean, it it pissed so me it's off. Ant Man. I'll say this: it pissed yeah. me off less than Halloween ends. Okay. Okay. I came out of it considerably less pissed off than when I saw that film. So I enjoyed the Scream series, but then I, I found Scream Five really fell flat for me. That that was the one. The first yeah. four were like the first four. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then number five shot the bed. Yeah, well, not really shot the bed, but there was probably a shark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's doing a lot of what, and I'm not a huge fan of this series either, the Saw series. What they do, and that's. Hey, we're keeping this thing going, so we're going to do a lot of retroactive writing, go back and change shit around to build new scenarios each time with yeah. characters that you've already seen or died or whatever. And for me, there's limited appeal to that because it's like a play with five people. One of them's got to be the murderer. It takes the opportunity for interesting storytelling away when all you're doing is retrofitting storyline. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There's limited appeal for me to a film like this because of that. I'd almost rather go see something completely crazy original. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, there All you right. go. That's what I have for my multimedia triage. Okay, we've triaged it. We've done it. We, it. Did a, we did a podcast, Steve. We did. It's been too long. We'll be back sooner than three months next time, I promise everybody. Yeah. Like when we go on Christmas break, we go on Christmas break. We go on Christmas break. break. <laughs> well, thank you again to uh, all the filmmakers who submitted this year, uh, going through and enjoying your work for the first time and anticipating being able to share that with the Comedy of Horrors audience is uh, just a delight. So, you know, we couldn't do this without your amazing work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Even there were so many films that were great that didn't get in. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. There's a lot more stuff we could show, but we got to cut it off somewhere, and uh, please keep submitting. One of these days, uh, we had a couple this year where people had submitted previously and finally got in because their their work had just elevated just a little bit and made it into the top, you know, five and a half hours or whatever we have it is to show. So, very cool. 41, though, shorts. That's, uh, That's not... A little number of films. Not too shabby. Yeah. Also, thanks again to Cloud Cedar for allowing us to feature their music on the show. Once again, you can find their work at www.cloudcedar.net. That's uh, Cedar, S-E-E-D-E-R. Now, our usual bullshit, you can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Bonehand.com is also the home of the Heavy Half Hour, which uh, comes out infrequently. You think this show is infrequent? Well, by God. Good Lord. Point your ears at the Heavy Half Hour. Because I'm going to too many metal shows to actually take the time to record a podcast. It's brutal. 
That's true. You know, you do. do. And my stuff, a cartoon just about every day and week is at mightywombat.com. Good stuff. We're also on the Facebook. Uh, the Bone Bat Show is on Facebook uh, and Mighty Wombat, mightywombat.com. you got to spell it out, mightywombat.com on Facebook. And Mighty underscore Wombat is on Instagram. But then, you know what? Just go to MightyWombat.com. What are you doing? <laughs> there you go. You can follow Bonehand on Twitter. We also have a Bonebat Twitter feed as well as a Facebook group. Thank you again for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Once again, the 12th Comedy of Horrors Film Fest will take place April 22nd at the Sif Cinema Egyptian. You can get tickets for this event at Bonehand. Bat.com. Hope to see you there. Also on our Facebook page right now, uh, speaking of the Film Fest, by the time you hear this, we will be showing a trailer each day between now and the festival. So if you want to get an idea before you buy tickets, so what, what do these guys show? What does that what mean? Is what, is a comedy of hor- what is a comedy horror film festival? What's a boner bat? You can see trailers, which will give you a sense of uh, what we're talking about. And a sense of responsibility. All right. uh, Once again, let's listen to another tune, Gord, from Cloud Cedar. What do you got? In That Shadow, part one, by Cloud Cedar from the seat of Alexander Von Humboldt, which is a thing that's on the moon, by the way. (laughs) Right on. All right. Thank you again for listening. And uh, until next time, have a good one. I do have a good one. economic system for many, 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 many reasons, you know, is, um, is doomed. And frankly, you know, it could not, can't end a moment too soon. It is, you know, it's caused fantastic grief and waste and, um, and, and does until today. And all of the things like affirmative action or equal opportunity and all of those things um, are menaced and, uh, by, the, by the stranglehold of this system. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, whatever, whatever we're talking about, we have, we have to bear in mind that whether that is what we're up against, that, that is what has to be, in one way or another, defeated, uh, outwitted, um, overthrown finally, or, you know, in control of its own weight. But think we're always in that shadow, you know, and our intention, which are really essentially, after all, to save our children, uh, is not the intention of this republic. It was never intended, after all, let us tell the truth about it. It was never intended that we should be free here. And it was never intended that we should be able to talk to each other as we are doing now. It was not a part of the will of the American Republic.
Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs>